Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hi there once again. Welcome to Growing in Grace. Just step right in here and make yourself comfortable. I'm Mike, along with Joel, together again for this week for about 15 minutes. Maybe we should turn this into like a one-hour show. I know. <laughs> uh, on, on a daily basis. I, I don't know. Maybe 15 minutes a week isn't enough. I, if, we've got yeah. pe- if we've got people downloading all of our programs, um, then obviously we need to make them longer. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. And Dave Lesniak, he is the one who first approached me about this. I didn't really know Dave at the time, but he's the manager for Grace Walk Internet Radio. He runs the whole thing. Uh, he approached me... Uh, online about doing something like this, doing some sort of a, a program for Grace Walk Radio. And even though I'd been in radio for several years, I'm not the type who generally can sit down and talk. I don't necessarily like talking on the phone. I don't necessarily like being chatty about things. But when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to talking about God's love and his grace and all of that, I could go on and on forever probably. And and sometimes on our little uh, 15-minute programs here, we leave off and there's so much that's left to be said, at least in my mind. Just the stuff stored up in my heart that I love to share because I love the good news. It gives me a lift. It gives me a boost when I talk about it and when I listen to you, Mike, and when I hear anybody talking about the good news. And so maybe we should make it into a a daily program, five-hour – no, just kidding – it would be neat to be able, be able to spend some more time talking about this with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the time that we do have. And, you know, last week we read an email from a listener. Uh, we won't read the whole thing. You can go back and listen to it. By the way, you can find all of our archived programs at uh, graceroots.org. One thing that this individual said as, as they just went through this, this real struggle in their life and in their relationship with the Lord, they said they could not take the guilty, convicting, and condemning voice that they kept hearing every day because they had talked previously in the email about some of the failures they'd had for many years in their Christian life, couldn't take that condemning voice. Well, first of all, one thing we want to point out here is that voice that you've been hearing that brings condemnation and guilt and all of that weight, that's not the Lord. That's the enemy. That is the enemy at his most effective. And Joel, we've talked about this, but Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin, those who who are not believers. But for the believers in the Gospel of John, the Bible indicates that the Holy Spirit will convict us believers of righteousness. So you see, when you and I fail, and and you don't need anyone to tell you that you failed. (laughs) I mean, I don't need someone to come and coach me that I'm not doing the right thing. And yes, I've got freedom, but there are times where I just know I didn't do the right thing. That may be my my very own spirit telling me that I wasn't doing the right thing, but the Holy Spirit is there to say it's okay. Yeah, maybe you didn't do the right thing, but you're still righteous. You are still holy. You are still my child. I love you more than ever before. You are forgiven. Uh, All of those things, that's what the Holy Spirit will be there to remind us of, uh, whereas the enemy does the exact opposite. Yeah, he does, because the the enemy knows the truth. He likes to spin things, and he likes to distort things, and he likes to make God's children as 
unhappy, as depressed, as sad as he can possibly make them. And he likes to do anything that he can to take away from the truth that, well, for one thing, it was prophesied of Jesus, and this is what Jesus did. It, it said that the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. God has God laid upon Christ the iniquity of everybody. This whole sin of mankind was laid upon Jesus. God did that. God was pleased to do that because it brought us back into right fellowship with him. And because of that, the Bible says that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so you're right, Mike. When we sin, when we do what we know is wrong, uh, when we fail to love others the way that Christ loves people, when we fail to love God, when we fail to serve others in humility, just think, if, if God were to come along, look, look at the results of what happens in people's lives when they feel that God has convicted them or condemned them or, or made them feel guilty. Does that help a person to get up and say, wow, you know what, I really love this God, I really love people, I just want to serve people. But really, it's the conviction or the convincing of righteousness and holiness. And, you know, God comes along and, and convinces us that, you know what, I said I would give you a new spirit, I said I would give you a new heart, and that is who you are. That's who you are. And you might have sinned, you might have done some fleshly things, you might have done a lot of fleshly things that aren't godly that aren't pleasing to God at all. But God will come along and say, you know what, that's not who you are. Uh, here, let me remind you of who you are, my precious, precious child, my son, my daughter. You are accepted in the beloved. You're accepted in my son, Jesus Christ. That's the conviction that God does. And so when we're hearing guilt, condemnation, we we got to know, we got to understand and get this into our into our hearts and into our heads that that's not the voice of God. Well, one verse that we've talked about before, and we've called it a, a cornerstone scripture of the New Covenant, Romans one seventeen. the gospel reveals the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And if you ask most believers today if they're righteous, I would suspect it's a very small percentage who would say yes. But that is a part of your new identity in Christ. You are righteous, you are forgiven, you are holy. And there's nothing that nothing you can do to change that <laughs> and and you're just free in him you know i sometimes i get impatient when i'm driving in the car by myself i get impatient with other people and i don't even live in a, a really big city what do we live in a town of combined town here of about a hundred thousand or so so it's not like we get this really creepy crawly traffic out there on the interstate where you're going forever it seems like without moving but I get impatient with people. And, and I don't know how many times. <laughs> All right, it's confession time. How many times I've called people idiots. Uh, you, you idiot. I did it recently. And, you know, in, in the day before I understood faith righteousness, I could have went around for weeks feeling guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Or, or constantly asking God to forgive me for calling that person an idiot. And, you know, now when it happens... Usually, I'll sit there and say, Lord, I don't know why I called them an idiot. I know I shouldn't have done it. Help me not to do it. I might say something like that now. Whereas, you know, some years back, it would have been, oh, God, please forgive me. I didn't mean it. And then you start wondering. You've got to go home and read your Bible some more and, and you know, do whatever you can so that you can become a better Christian. I don't feel guilty about that kind of stuff anymore. Now, I don't always do everything right, but I don't have to feel guilty about it anymore. I'm at peace I'm at rest because I know 
that my relationship with God, my, my salvation, my eternity, my forgiveness, it's all based on believing that what Jesus did at the cross and his resurrection is sufficient to provide me with all of these things that we're talking about, forgiveness, holiness, righteousness, and so on. That's where my trust is. I stopped trusting in myself and in my own efforts. I quit doing that. That doesn't mean I, I, I don't want to do the right thing. It just means I quit trusting in them in relation to where I stand in Christ. Joel, I, I don't know if, if that relates to you at all, but that's that's just where I'm at. Even when I know I'm not perfect and I don't always do the right thing or say the right thing, I just don't feel bad about it. Now, if I had said something that I shouldn't have said in front of somebody and, and it might have caused them to stumble, that might have made me feel a little bit worse because they, they may have been a believer that was weaker in faith, not really understanding the freedom that I've experienced. That's just one of those things where I'm, I'm going to have, have some perception about what's going on around me because there are believers out there who just don't have the freedom that we have. Paul called them weaker in faith. That doesn't mean they're any less of a Christian. It almost sounds like a, a demoting term of some kind. It just means that they haven't come to a place yet where they've been able to completely trust in the finished work of Christ without feeling like they've got to add something to it. Yeah, that's something we're all growing into. Yeah, we're all, and it's it's not like a, a different level of Christianity. It's 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 not like I'm higher up and someone else is lower down, or or someone else is higher than me. It just means that yeah, our in our understanding, we've not necessarily fully appropriated the free gift uh, and the fullness of the gift that God has given us. And you know, some of the things that you've been getting into here, Mike. You know, when you do something wrong, feeling condemned about it, you know, thinking that you need to keep asking God to forgive you. You know, I've been through that. I know many people as well have been through that. That's the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. We were talking about that a little bit last week. Under the Old Covenant, if you messed up, you had to atone for your sin. And you did that by bringing you know, sacrifices of animals, and, and the, to, the whole priestly system was set up to do that, to atone for sins. And they had various laws and ordinances regarding that. And so when we put this uh, guilt and condemnation upon ourselves, it's as if we're thinking that we're, we're going through that same process again. We might not have the animals and the, the sacrifices, but somehow we're carrying this idea that we need to atone for our own wrongdoings. The difference between that and the New Covenant is that Christ not only atoned for our sins, but he took them away. There's nothing left for us to feel guilty about. There's nothing left for us to be convicted about as far as sin is concerned, because Christ has taken our sin away. We don't want to go around doing bad things, but the way to stop doing bad things isn't to feel guilty and condemned all the time. It's to be focused on the truth of the righteousness and holiness uh, in, in which we stand in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ took that all away, all the sin, all the guilt, all the condemnation away. And God placed us in Christ and placed Christ, his very life, in us uh, as one spirit with us. And, and what we do wrong, you know, we follow the flesh. It's, it's as simple as that. We simply follow the desires of our flesh, and all we need to do is just get refocused on the truth of who we are in Christ. And, and it's a learning process, you know. It, it's not as if we instantly 
understand everything that God has given to us and walk in it. And so that's why our program is called Growing in Grace. You know, we, we take a lifetime to grow in some of this stuff. Just don't be hard on yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that's kind of what I got out of what you were saying, Mike, as well, that, you know, it's, it's easy to be hard on ourselves and, and think that God is being hard on us because of the things we do. But in Christ, he took all of that away. His yoke is easy, Jesus said. His burden is light. Let's take that upon ourselves. We need to wrap things up. Uh, a few more seconds here, Mike. People can check us out at graceroots.org if they want more information. Any uh, final words from the wise Mike? Well, what you were saying is right, Joel. Uh, We don't get to a place or a plateau where we say we've arrived. Oh, I get it now. Now I understand everything. Now I can answer all my critics. You you don't get to that place. It is a growing process. But I I think some places, based on on what you've learned in the past and some of the new things that you'll learn through grace, you'll, you'll notice maybe some growing spurts all of a sudden where if you can begin to rest in what Jesus has already done and already declared you to be righteous and holy, that is going to change the way you look at life. Just to wrap this up, it's not so much a matter of wanting to do what's right and not wanting to do what's wrong, but as you begin to understand more of who you are in Christ, there's just something on the inside that will just naturally want to do what's right. It doesn't mean you won't make mistakes and fall from time to time, but because you know you're forgiven, you can have confidence, not so much in yourself, but confidence in what Jesus Christ has done for you, where you can just pick up and go on from there. You're not going to want to go out and do all the wrong things as you begin to understand who you are in Christ. Oh, that's a good uh, good word there, Mike. Uh, this is Growing in Grace. I'm Joel, along with Mike. Again, check us out at graceroots.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll be with you again next week for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 